nerd is the new sexy. Mm. Hello everyone, I'm Wildfire One. Once again, you're listening to Nerd's New Sexy. This is episode 86. Uh, with me today is... Hey, what's up guys? It's your boy True. And we have a super special guest with us today. And he is... Can you introduce yourself, sir? Hey everybody, I am Super Derek. A, uh, a reviewer on YouTube of, of RPGs and and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's a... Uh... You've had a, a pretty long YouTube career. Um, I think your channel's, what, four or five years old, maybe? Uh, yeah, just about to hit five years. I think I created it in, uh, in like, May of 20, uh, 2013, but my first video came out in July, so it's, like, about the five-year mark, I think. Okay. Um, I know that some of our fans are probably obviously not going to be familiar with uh, Super Derek Plays. Um, <laughs> or maybe or, even uh, YouTube. For YouTube, and, yeah, we <laughs> that brings up a good point. Um, anyways, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your channel and what you uh, what you wind up doing on that? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, basically, my channel is called Super Derek RPGs. I review RPGs. I talk about RPGs. Uh, for those of you who don't know what an RPG is, they're role playing games, uh, similar to things like the old Final Fantasy games and Dragon Quest games. Basically, anything that kind of uh, fits into that uh, type of game, even as far as like Zelda. Um, I talk about those on my show and try to introduce them to people who might not have heard of them, um, especially the more obscure ones. Yeah, I've, uh, I've definitely seen some of his obscure ones. Uh, one of my favorite ones was the uh, Lunar review that he did, just because Lunar is a really great game that I enjoyed back yeah, in the day. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you said uh, Zelda as an RPG. I know that's going to probably trigger some people. Like, oh, it's an adventure game. No, it's an RPG <laughs> adventure oh, it's yeah it just know, gets bad it's a rabbit hole of a discussion uh to, nope. to start off with uh but the but basically my my take on the subject is that basically it given the current definition of rpgs that people usually ascribe to no it's not technically an rpg but i feel like uh i feel like rpgs are kind of a, a bad we're, we're making genres out of video games the wrong way essentially i, I can uh, see that well, you know, when I was younger, and I remember, I, I don't know if you guys are, you whippersnappers remember, but I remember, oh, when, boy. I remember when Zelda was out, it was an RPG. It was classified as a role-playing game by just the players. So, yeah, yeah I thought when you said whippersnappers, I thought you were going to I remember back in my day, the old... Uh, back in my day, back in my day, we used a D20 to determine whether we hit or something. <laughs> oh, so... Um... Makes me want to find my D20. <laughs> <laughs> I I have some I have one like somewhere around here. So Derek, uh, Super Derek, can I call you Derek? Oh uh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Super, I'm kidding. Super <laughs> Derek, uh, if you would, could you give us your nerd cred? Sure. Uh, I have been reviewing RPGs on YouTube for five years, and in that time, I have reviewed almost seventy RPGs, most of which go over forty hours or longer. And also, I've spent probably as long reviewing or uh, editing each of those reviews. Uh, so I've spent the greater oh, portion man. of the last five years obsessing over video games. Uh, besides that, I'm also a big computer geek. Uh, I was tech support forever, and I like tinkering with like Raspberry Pi stuff and making uh, projects. Uh, <laughs> you just made him light up. <laughs> home, autom home automation. Um, I could. Uh, oh. <laughs> Keep talking. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got you had to mention the Raspberry Pi. <laughs> yep. Oh. It's such a it's such a nice little uh, little computer that um, you know my first ever Raspberry Pi project was putting it into yes a, uh, a like a, a little retro pie a retro yeah. pie right was that what that is that was a retro pie exactly what it is ah, that's such a good looking case isn't it oh yeah. <laughs> I, I got yeah. the, the first one I got was the kind of like the, the lamer looking one that didn't have yeah. the opening and stuff. And then my buddy showed me his a while back and he goes, oh, yeah, the case opens up and, it, you know, the light, you can turn, yeah. you can turn the buttons on it's, and it's got a little thing in the bottom. It's got the daughter thing. board in it, right? Yes. Yeah. I love yeah, that's so thing. nice. I love it. That's God, I want said. one. You said, you know, Raspberry Pi. I was like, oh, God. So, yeah. Yeah. Most recently, I turned mine into an Amazon Echo that I can use to uh, to turn oh, wow. on the LED lighting on my shelf. That's bad. Um. <laughs> I've got my Alexa right here. 
I shouldn't have said her name. No! Alexa, <laughs> stop! <laughs> when technology goes to attack you. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's a, that, that goes into a pretty good segue. Um, for all you guys that uh, managed to catch the stream, because we do these a, a, a little in advance, um, so June 8th, I wound up finishing Detroit um, Become Human. Um, I'm not going to spoil too much. I did not get the ending I was hoping for. We'll just go with that. <laughs> I, think, I think every playthrough, like in it, the first time you play a game, you never get the ending you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like one of those games that's just super easy. So. But if you guys want to see that, be sure you go check out the Facebook uh, video, Facebook Live videos we uh, I did for this. So, Derek, you're a fan of RPGs. Um, is it just RPGs, or what other genres are you uh, interested? Well, okay, I'm interested in uh, RPGs, uh, including JRPGs, Western RPGs, CRPGs. Pen and paper RPGs, uh, action RPGs. Did I say that already? Uh, <laughs> action adventure games, uh, including you know games like Zelda, which are more action adventure, according to some people, rather than RPG. Um, basically, uh, I'll even go as far as to say I like uh, beat 'em ups as well, like uh, the old Turtles in Time. And, okay, uh, Turtles in Time is awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, the the rushing uh, the rushing beat trilogy. Uh, you know, God, I grew yeah. up with those. Those were so good. That's the uh, Rival Turf, Brawl Brothers, and uh, Peacekeepers. Yeah. So good. Um, <laughs> so beat-em-ups are probably my second favorite uh, genre once you've really st strayed further from the RPG category. Uh, but even then, my favorite beat-em-ups are games like the Kunio-kun games. Uh, what was that? Uh River City Ransom. Yeah, which has, yeah, I was about to say River City Ransom. Yeah. And it's got heavy role-playing elements. Like, it's got stats, it's got experience, points, money, you buy stuff. It's and I, That's what I kind of liked about the Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> the game, when they uh, released oh, yeah. that. Because mm -hmm. they have the experience points and all that, and that came together oh, yeah. the elements. As one of my favorites. You know, the the pixels, uh, pixel art in that was done by Paul Robertson. Are you familiar with him? I'm not. <laughs> so, Paul Robertson is a... Uh, he's a pixel artist. He did... Uh, a lot of YouTube stuff, and even before I think YouTube, where he would do full like twenty-minute animations of pixel art that were just gorgeous. I think the one of his uh, one of the originals that I was uh, uh, introduced to was uh, the Pirate Baby Cabana Brawl something or other. Uh, he's also got this other. It's called Kings of Power Ten Thousand Percent or something, awesome. and uh, I recommend it. They're not for children. <laughs> they, they're a little graphic uh, and. Adults. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he's an amazing uh, pixel artist, and I recommend you check out his, his work on YouTube, if if nowhere else. Uh, because, well, he also worked on... Getting back to Scott Pilgrim, he also worked on that, uh, which, you know, really shines through. It shows yeah. the, the characters are done so well. And you can, like, really feel the uh, the impact when you're, like, punching people. You can, like... Or when you go so, into super so combos and the multiple hits and all that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a lot of love was put into that. Because I, I just got to know this, um, Derek, because you know RPGs. Did you play Saturday morning RPG? No, Good not question. yet. Good question. <laughs> we're gonna do it. We're, we're planning on doing a stream of that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted to take a look at it. Um, unfortunately, I haven't got a copy of it yet, and uh, I just I think they just released a physical copy, right? Um. Uh, if they or have, uh, for if they Switch, have, I'm not sure, but yeah, I think that they are, or I think they either just launched a physical copy for Switch or are about to uh, through like limited run games. Oh, because so, it's it's they're part of the same company, yeah, or sort of like two halves of of one larger company. Yeah. yeah. But uh, have you at least seen the trailer for it? I've seen a bit about it, but I haven't. Okay. I don't think I've watched the trailer. Do you know well, the trailer has the. Uh... Uh -uh. You don't know who I'll oh. let True 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 told me about this, it blew my mind, so I'm gonna let True tell you this. Um the trailer is the voice is done by it's it is by Optimus Prime, right? Who the Optimus, Yeah, I think it was. Maybe I'm mistaken I don't on that. Remember. I know that the music was done by the people that did the Transformers music. It is all nostalgia, like <laughs> we, we, we That okay, sounds just, amazing. Just so you know, we were trying to do a stream of it and the stream went bad. Uh, and we got through the first part of the game, 
and it just like by the end of the game, we were laughing our ass off. We were. Just there, there, there is so many pop culture references in that. Like, um, one of your magic spells is summoning a truck to come and run over everyone, like like Optimus Prime did in the movie, <laughs> when it's like steering and hitting the the the, the yeah, it was great. Insecticons. Uh, it's just, it's awesome. I think you'll enjoy it. It's uh, traditional, kind of like Mario RPG-ish, where you have the action commands. The first bad guy yeah. is very like Cobra Commander. It's just awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I know that it's definitely like an homage to the uh, to the experience of watching Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. The Saturday, Saturday morning uh, RPG. And yeah, that's one that really interested me in it, but I haven't had a chance to get my hands on it yet. <laughs> The menu interface is a bunch of VHS tapes yeah. that you can uh, you select wow. your chapters. There's a lot of 80s, awesome. 80s maybe oh. early 90s nostalgia in it. It's in, that just kind of brings magic, you know, uh, especially yeah. for those of us who remember that time. Yeah, an easier time. <laughs> now we got all these yeah. newfangled uh, mini computers and stuff. A very slow, <laughs> a slower internet time. <laughs> Uh, you, you had who's the fancy who's the fancy guy who had internet back in back in the early nineties? <laughs> I had a twenty six k like, modem. <laughs> yeah, my, my first computer had a twenty eight point eight k modem, but it didn't have a connection to anything. <laughs> it's like, oh man, back That's when true. I had like a. My four different internet, so I was like, "Oh, I, we gotta get the internet." And we got the internet, and I'm like, "Oh, we can throw." And the first thing, of course, was chat lines, and that was just the. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I yeah. can talk to people in like China. I can't understand what they say, but that's cool, you know. <laughs> um, yep. It was just the big thing, so. Yeah, I remember when we finally did get the internet. I was probably like 14, um, and like just MSN Messenger, Yahoo Messenger. Uh, ICQ. ICQ. <laughs> oh. oh my God. MIRC. MIRC. Oh man. That, uh, and and if you wanted to go into uh, very very dangerous territories, you could always go into the cesspool of LimeWire. The <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, cesspool is probably the best way to put that. You did the yeah, good job there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that, that's just great. No, I remember. Uh, you guys remember the e-machines, how that was supposed to be the only computer you would ever need, supposedly? Back in the oh, time. yeah, they're, they're, what was it called? They were uh, future-proof or never obsolete. That's what yeah, they called never it. obsolete, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were very cheaply made and, uh, like, very bad, <laughs> very low-spec <laughs> computers for the time. Um, and they were, I think they called themselves never obsolete because uh, there were, like, upgrade paths for them or something. Yeah, or, or five little slots that you can stick uh, extra memory and all that other stuff into. It was either that or because it was bundled with some like network or internet software or something of the of the sort. Oh, I was man. watching a video by uh, by LGR. You, you guys know who LGR is, right? Yeah, yeah, you know I know who Yeah, I think he did a retrospective on e-machines not too long ago, and that's how I still remember this. <laughs> oh, Otherwise, I would, I would not know enough. <laughs> Thank you, Internet. I had an e-machine. Uh, I had like two of them. My my wife's uh, college computer was uh, an e machine. So. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for her. Because <laughs> it was like it was like five hundred bucks, and you know, that was that was like wow, a computer for less than a thousand dollars. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah, you could just go to a Walmart and pick it up. <laughs> Thank you, Walmart. <laughs> oh man. You oh, know, anyways. For those of you who don't know, Walmart is like a it's like an Amazon. Uh, dot com if you went into a store. <laughs> it's, it's the Amazon of the 90s. I, have to, I, think, I think we have to give uh, Derek here the comment of the night for that one. <laughs> that was, that was... I don't think anyone's going to top that. Well, I can't, I can't disagree with that either because it's... There's, there's, oh, no, there's no counter argument to that because it's true. <laughs> All right, so back to your YouTube channel. Um, I've been following your channel for about two years. I think what got me hooked on to uh, your channel was the Final Fantasy Legend review you did when you did oh, the whole yeah. block of Secret of Mana and then Sword of Mana. Yeah, those were those were fun. Yeah, Final Fantasy Adventure was, uh, you know, Seiken Densetsu one basically, yeah. um, and that game for uh for game boy it was it was just such a 
experience it at first when i started playing it i was like oh this kind of has weird controls it doesn't feel quite right yeah uh, but then after playing for you know after doing some research it actually came out before even like uh, Le- or, uh link's awakening you know it came oh, out okay. before uh link to the past it it was basically um it was treading new waters and yeah. and for for a game of that caliber uh, I think a lot of the the little weird control issues it had were definitely uh, oh, easy to overlook. I mean, I think we have to thank that and the Yeast series for our action RPGs we got now, like the Tales of series and Kingdom Hearts. And oh, yeah. All those types of ones where you have AI-controlled partners assisting you, and it's all rack up as many hits as you can on this enemy and hopefully destroy them or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I remember watching that, and I was like, okay, well, let me see what else this guy got. So I'm scrolling through my phone because I was at work, you know, doing, doing work things. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I'm looking, and I, I remember what got me, what led me to your channel is I was looking up Final Fantasy Legend, the review for that, because, you know, in that game, you can kill the almighty creator with a chainsaw. <laughs> Well, you know, that's like the most epic chainsaw ever. And I saw yours popped up in the suggestion. I'm like, right, let me check this out. Your intro song caught me and everything like that. So uh, anyways, I guess what I'm saying to our fans is if you're a fan of RPGs, if you're a fan of uh, analytical reviews, because, I mean, you do cover pretty in-depth, but you don't go overboard or anything like that. You go over a decent amount where you can kind of, like, get the person drawn in. Go check out his mm-hmm. channel. Um I gotta ask you this though, because I, I do have something that I, I wanted to bring up. Do you did you ever play the Lunar? Uh, did you ever play Lunar on the Game Boy Advance? On Game Boy Advance? Hmm. No, I haven't. I uh, I think I might. I have a copy. I think. Oh, I was about but to I say haven't... if you if you do not have a copy. Oh, look at that! He got his game collection right behind him. So you do got it. Yeah, there we go. I do. I was going to send this to you if you did not have it. Yeah, so Lunar Legend. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I've heard, I, I don't remember hearing a whole lot about this. I know that I hear a lot about uh, Lunar, Silver Star, uh, what was the, the PSP ones? The Silver Star uh, Harmony. Harmony, yeah. Yeah, and I hear, I hear not so great things about that, but... Uh, um, I, I've got it. It's... <laughs> the, the redone graphics are. I, I miss the nostalgia of the old school stuff. I miss the nostalgia of the voices, and because I believe it yeah. was a X seed that took over. I, I remember reading that the voice actor for Galleon in the original series was like, "Hey, we'll come back and reprise the roles," and like, "Nah, we don't need you. We're gonna go ahead and get these other people we have and all that." And so there was a lot of bitterness in between all that. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had, the PlayStation was definitely the experience to go with, not the PSP. Yeah, I still want to play on uh, Sega CD at some point, though, because I oh, hear dude, that... that's so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that some people think it's better than uh, than the PlayStation version, which, you know, it's. I know that it's different, uh, for sure. Like, uh, I know that Luna does not actually come with you in no, the uh, Sega saying, CD version. Yeah, so, you know... It'd be interesting to kind of go back and experience that. Plus, I mean, any reason to bust out the old Sega CD is, you know, <laughs> good enough, right? Yeah. Man, these load times are so nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I have a question for you. Being your RPG aficionado, what yeah. is your old take on uh, re-releases, HD, remastered? Completely redone, and when I say that, I say in the experience of you know, we go with uh, Final Fantasy uh, Adventure to uh, Sword of Mana, and then you got Final Fantasy Seven to Final Fantasy Seven Remake or HD or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Uh, so what's 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 your thoughts on remakes and remasters and re envisions? Well, okay. So <laughs> I have I have quite a strong opinion on on this, uh, and I feel like. I'll start with ports because okay. uh, I, I when when something is ported from one system to another, um, I I like it if when they do that they bring enhancements with it. So what I mean by that is like uh, Breath of Fire three was originally released on the PlayStation one, and yep. they could have ported that to the PSP and just like left it as it was in its original format. But what they did was they gave it like a widescreen support to fit the PSP. 
they uh, fixed a few bugs with like I guess there were some missing instruments from the original release that they added back in. Uh, it did include a little bit of uh, tweaking on some enemies due to like copyright issues with Ultraman, but uh, but all in all, they brought a lot with it uh, besides just like a straight port. And I feel like if you're gonna do a port, that's the way you should do it. Okay. Now uh, remakes should uh, and, and since you mentioned. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and then moving into Sword of Mana. Final Fantasy Adventure was that Game Boy game. Yeah. Uh, Sword of Mana is a Game Boy Advance re-envisioning of it. And what ended up happening, they remade Sword of, or, uh, they remade Final Fantasy Adventure into Sword of Mana. And when they did that, what they did was they took a lot of like the combat and stuff that you could enjoy from uh, like Secret of Mana style games, uh, Seiken Densetsu 3 made it yeah. pretty. And they ended up using the source material a little more than I think that they should have uh, because what they did was they remade the whole thing. They already went to, they went to the length of like changing individual characters to, uh, to be completely different than they used to be. Like yeah. I think there was a vampire character that was in uh, the first in the Game Boy version. It was uh, who was a villain, but then they made him like into a sympathetic hero at the end of the, of the Game Boy Advance game. I'm like, what are they doing? But at the same time, while they're changing all these other things, they took the main plot of the game, the the events, the uh, uh, go to point A, go to point B, go to point C, and they ended up just, for some reason, that's the thing that they stuck to most, uh, most faithfully. And yeah. that's what held it back from being a really good game, was that they... They they tried to expand out, but they decided to limit themselves when they did it. I feel like if you're going to remake a game, you either need to completely redo the game from uh, from scratch and not be held back by it, maybe be inspired by it uh, to make something better, or if you're going to remake it, you need to be faithful to it. Like, don't do this halfway stuff. If, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna remake it, remake it right. Or remake it way different. Change it enough. Change it enough to where it's still interesting, but don't change the mm -hmm. things that we loved about the game. I thought you were gonna go okay, on the rant so, about Secret of Mana on PS4 there for a second. That, that rant for me is going is going into the uh, the review. That's all I'm gonna say. That, that <laughs> so with uh, like Sword of Mana, what I'm get, well, I guess what I'm saying is either stick to it a hundred percent and just remake it almost like a port. Or go big and make there be a reason to remake it. Yeah. Uh, now with like Final Fantasy VII though, uh, the <sighs> Final Fantasy VII remake that they're talking yeah. about, uh, I feel like changing the core mechanics of the game is a mistake. I can agree. Um, making it uh, episodic, at least if they're still planning to do that, I feel because uh, I know that that was part of why CyberConnect. Who was involved with the production of Final Fantasy VII for a long while? They were the people who were behind Dot Hack, uh, yeah. which is basically famous for being split up against. It's one game that they split onto four discs, <laughs> and that's and exactly what they were trying to do with uh, Final Fantasy VII. They were trying to split it up into these episodes, and I think that's why they were brought in. Um, anyways, I guess they've been kicked off the development team, and uh, I don't know if they're still planning to do it episodic. I'm, I'm guessing wow. they probably will. That's probably, but, in my uh, opinion, that's probably the worst thing they can do is make that episode, Yeah. You know, that's a great... I mean, yeah. if you're going to remake a game that we already know is going to happen, what's going to happen anyway? Like, we're mm -hmm. playing for nostalgia reasons. Don't don't, don't give us this and be like, until next time, you know, we don't want that. We want the whole game. Yeah. Next time I feel on like... Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> next time on Final Fantasy VII, yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know what Square is doing these days. I mean, I mean, a lot of people really liked Final Fantasy XV. I haven't played it yet, so I can't really comment on it, but I'm really disappointed in the fact that they're not doing turn-based at all. And Final Fantasy VII is also not doing turn-based at all. Yeah. They both seem to be borrowing a lot from uh, Kingdom Hearts yeah. uh, with that style of, of gameplay, which is still fun, but it's not Final Fantasy, at least not when I think of Final Fantasy. Exactly. And... You know, I feel like that's something that uh, I'm grateful to the fact that they're keeping Dragon Quest XI uh, turn-based. Yeah. Because that would have been uh, 
God, that had been sacrilegious, you know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if it if Dragon Quest wasn't known for being uh, such a traditional turn-based RPG, if that wasn't like what their core audience was, I am almost positive Square Square Enix would have uh, go ahead gone ahead and like changed it over to this same style of mechanic. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Dragon Quest is like huge. I mean, it's getting yeah big here, you know. But I mean, over over in the land of the rising sun, it's massive <sighs> yeah <laughs> you know it's got you know akira toriyama uh was the uh the artist who made the character designs he actually i think it started way back in dragon uh when dragon quest one was made they actually had him like make a comic that they would publish in uh, shonen jump like a weekly thing to help drum up interest uh they brought in uh, the composer who was already super famous in japan it's mm-hmm. like an all-star cast of people that they brought in to work on this game and uh you know and it's no wonder that it blew up in in japan and it's a shame that it didn't seem to catch on here in the states i feel like i feel like if square or no not square i feel like if enix hadn't closed their localization offices at the end of the super nintendo lifespan if they had maybe brought over uh dragon quest uh five and six they probably would have equal market share uh as far as uh these these large jrpg ips go yeah, I can, I can, I can get, I get what you mean on that, and I mean that just goes to show you that uh, it does come down to the demand of uh, what we want and what we'll get. You know, it's just it's unfortunate there's that whole trope of oh we're too uh, Neanderthalish to be able to play an RPG back in the days. Yeah, well, but that was just that was just a stereotype if you think about it. Exactly, yeah. and that's what kind of sucked. We lost out on a lot of great games because of that. But those yeah, well, instead of. But again, in we, those times, it was a different time. You know, like yeah. we preach, nerd is wasn't wasn't what it is these days. You know, we, it wasn't really something that uh, a lot of people asked for. Or at least that's what they thought. I mean, I would have bought those games like that. You know, I, I loved, yeah, I loved RPGs and anything that had to do with RPGs. It, Part of the reason that the games didn't sell very well is because a lot of people didn't even know that they were coming out. Exactly. Uh, I've heard from a lot of people who were around at the time who were like, yeah, you know how I found out that uh, Dragon Quest IV was coming out when I saw it on a store shelf, you know, in the bargain bin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, you know, or my friend bought it, and I found out three years later. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. thankfully we have uh, YouTubers like you that go through and play the Japanese ports, and you actually... What's really cool about um, Derek here is he actually owns the physical Japanese cartridges of the games he plays, and he goes through this. Uh, what, what's this? What's the system you use? Because I know you download a, trans, a translate patch to it, right? Or yeah. So I, I uh, for Super Famicom games, I have this. Uh, it's a. It's kind of like a flash cartridge that. Uh, uses the original cartridge hardware uh, when you're playing the game. It's called a Super UFO Pro 8, and what it allows you to do is to basically uh, translate your uh, Super Famicom games into English using uh, fan translation patches. It's um, it's really cool, and it just lets me like use those games that uh, that I have sitting on my shelf that would otherwise just kind of sit there and just look pretty. I can actually put them to use, and I can plug them into a uh, an actual Super Nintendo and play an actual Super Nintendo game. And understand instead what's of going like, on. Yeah, <laughs> most importantly, most I can them. actually... Yeah, it's it's in English, and it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> and, and it doesn't have some of that pesky uh, like censorship that you would sometimes get where Nintendo would like, you know, remove crosses and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, religious uh, whatever's... Yeah. Yeah, something something that you know was against Nintendo of America guidelines at the time, uh, which you know in Dragon Quest there wasn't really a whole lot of that in Dragon Quest V, but there were references to like God and stuff, and when you would go to this uh, the churches to save, which you know why I don't know why they would remove that, but you know Nintendo of America in the '90s was weird. Yeah. <laughs> gaming, gaming. I think the gaming industry in the '90s was kind of weird in general. I think. Nintendo. Yeah. We can't necessarily just blame that on Nintendo. I want you know. I think that a lot of, a lot of the consoles yeah. did something like that. You know, now they just they just they yeah. have a rating system. They don't give a shit. There can be boobies on your game or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know. Yeah. Oh. You know, back in the day, the the whole uh, Nintendo seal of approval and uh, and all of that actually I think went a long ways towards saving the the gaming market in yeah. the days of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, you know, back when. 
back when you had Atari games that were just flooding the market and uh, causing that video game crash of the 80s. Um, thanks, Atari. Yeah, so <laughs> I think... Atari Landfill! <laughs> yeah. So And also, there was a, a lot of games that were not appropriate for children coming out for the Atari as well. And, uh, like, and, feel and, like, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And I think that if, uh, you know, when parents would catch wind of that, they're like, well, how am I supposed to know that this is not appropriate for our, for little Timmy? It, it's a kid's toy. <laughs> I thought oh. this was a, for children. I, yeah. I, I thought Custer's Revenge was a, was oh, a historic, <laughs> accurate, a historically accurate, uh, uh, representation of, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, just. <laughs> but then you still got those games that managed yeah, to get onto the systems without the Nintendo CL approval, like uh, Bible like Adventure Little and yeah, <laughs> Super Noah Ark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Bible Adventures. Those were <sighs> such, such terribleness. <laughs> it's funny that the that the that the third party games are these like really well. I guess that kind of makes sense since Nintendo was removing religious symbolism from games, I guess it's clear why they wouldn't allow that uh, to be on the Nintendo Entertainment System in the first place. But it's so strange to me that, like, you know, the uh, that these games would end up being the ones that were the bootlegs, right? <laughs> the the yeah. seedy underbelly of the gaming industry. <laughs> Bible adventures. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's this game called? It's called Bible Adventures. Oh, like, you want to see this cool game, kids? <laughs> yep, <laughs> Super Noah's Ark 3D. It's like Wolfenstein 3D with a with a skin. Oh boy! Coming to <laughs> slingshot. <near> you. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know, in, I know, in the Wolfenstein, it's robot Hitler at the end. Who do you fight at the end of Noah's Ark 3D? Does anyone know that? <laughs> uh, I don't I've know. Never gotten that far in Noah's Ark 3D. I don't think I, I think I played it for five seconds. I was like, this is bullshit, and then turned it off. <laughs> I think this is this is uh, a, a question that demands answers. The robot giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man robot did I just, dinosaur. Did I just screw <laughs> myself? I thought I'm gonna scream next. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so you started streaming more, Derek. Um, mm-hmm. You do have a schedule right now, but before we get into that, what's some of the hardships you found about streaming? And what would you recommend to someone that's going to start getting into it and everything like that? All right. Some of the hardest things that I've been dealing with uh, in streaming and in just reviewing in general uh, is music that is copyrighted by Victor Entertainment. Have you guys run into Victor Entertainment before? No, but I've heard of them. Nothing specific? Okay, so Victor Entertainment uh, is a Japanese company um, which is basically, they're just a music company. They own like the records, uh, the recording rights to a lot of video games, especially from, um, gosh, especially from the early nineties. I know that Landstalker, uh, for the Sega Genesis, all of their music is owned by Victor. Uh, I know that the same applies to, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, oh. on the Super Nintendo as well, or Super Famicom rather. And basically what they do is if they detect any music of theirs on your on your video, there's there's not like a copyright strike or anything. They they claim it though. And when they claim it, they prevent that video from instead of just monetizing it like most companies will, yeah. instead they make it unable to be viewed anywhere outside of Japan. I have seen that. And and I they have... do this thing where if you file a dispute they will ignore it until the thirtieth day, and then they'll deny it. <laughs> and then, and then if you if you go back again and you actually file like if you go through the process, they basically just drag their feet the entire time, so that like you can have a video that's just in limbo that can only be viewed in Japan, and monetized by them in Japan, uh, for like three months. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I've got a buddy who does a bunch of imports, uh, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Does, yeah, I'm about to say Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. He does uh, a lot of imports, and a lot of those imports have music licensed by Victor, and he's considered shutting down his channel because of all of the guff that they give him. It's just so, so, so bad. They're so bad. Yeah. They've just gotten worse, and I mean, 
I understand, and I've said it before, I understand as a, as a content creator and as a music creator myself, I understand mm-hmm. the need for it, but it's gotten to the point yeah. where it is like hateful. It's hateful. Yeah. You can't use five seconds of a song. I know. I, I think it's time we start or, our own uh, or if they do let you use, If they do let you use five, minute, or five seconds of a song, they'll take 100% of your revenue for that five seconds of, you know, it's like 3% of the video. You know what you ought to tell Jimmy to do is he ought to do a acapella version of all the songs that he wants to put in. That's what I was thinking. Actually, that's what I was thinking when you said that. I was thinking just take that out and do an acapella song. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll pass that along to him. I think that'll um, work, and that will uh, be something unique. And it's kind of like a big middle finger to them, you know. Yeah, maybe. Who was that? There was a YouTuber who uh, would do that. Was it Smooth? Mc- yeah, Smooth yeah, McGroove. Yeah, just get him to do some covers and maybe see if you can borrow some of his. <laughs> Copyright strike! No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a lose-lose well, situation. I, I say that because it's the, the YouTube has just gotten so bad with everyone's gone copyright strike crazy, especially the yeah. corporations. And I again, I understand where they're coming from as far as is your content protecting your content. You're proud of the music you wrote, but mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, the content creators like you and me were the ones that are literally advertising their product, and they yeah. have to understand that. You know, we're not, we're not, you know. So they, I could see them going, "Oh yeah, five seconds of this song." Sorry about that. I thought that? my phone was on silent. <laughs> I was wondering where the Wookie was at. Um, but what I was saying was, I lost my track of thought. The Wookie just. I'm sorry. I just okay. I completely ruined that. <laughs> it's okay. It's but. these Japanese companies. They they don't understand how YouTube works in the West. Uh, and they, they just don't understand why American companies would let us use their music and their visual content from these games. They don't understand it. It's, it's just bizarre to them because they're so traditional. They have very traditional concepts of what a consumer can do and what they have rights to do. And, uh, anything that, you know, isn't the traditional, uh, traditionally done thing uh they don't like it so uh, so you know that's part of it yeah basically and that's that's part of why atlas when persona 5 came out why they said that people could only stream up to a certain date and they tried to like put that weird embargo on uh, on persona 5 gameplay and that worked out terribly for them and that's why nintendo of america or not nintendo of america but just nintendo in general whenever they um uh, I, it was a long while back, but they started trying to like ban people from using any of their video games yeah. in video oh, yeah. uh, content. Um, you know, which is just they they eventually introduced that Nintendo's Creators Program, and when they introduced that, they're like, well, it has to be exclusively Nintendo content now that you that you produce, which is um, a little draconian, right? Yep. Like, how how do they expect people to uh, to be able to actually do this. I don't understand. That's so it's these Japanese companies. It's these Japanese companies that just uh, don't understand Western markets and uh, and YouTube in general, I think. It just makes so. things harder for, for content creators. And, you know, that's that's just that's just too bad because once upon mm-hmm. a time, you know, I, I'm sure you remember a YouTube where we can get away with, you know, murder, more or less. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's... I remember... I remember spending so much time at work watching the, uh, the like the backlog episodes of uh, Tintin, yeah. The Adventures of Tintin. <laughs> I don't know why that one was in so so particular in my memory, but I remember watching like twenty episodes of Tintin. <laughs> that, that's a that's a good kind of like obscure reference, though, you know. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to interrupt you guys. Plus there, is particles. That a, is that a cat that you're petting right now? Uh, yes, it is. It's my little kitten. Uh, if, I, if, name, we don't, if we don't mention it, Mender's going to get mad at us, our other personality. Everyone's got cats. Yes. Her, uh, her name is Dart. And, uh, nice. And she's a little uh, terror, uh, a little uh, ball of fur and claws right now. But uh, she's very sweet. Sounds uh, up to her name. Yes. A couple, <laughs> couple of weeks ago on my stream, my cat Caboose decided he wanted to make a jump and missed and... Almost knocked my TV over with everything, and it was all live. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, yeah, my uh, my cat is currently very interested in uh, in you guys on the com- 
on the screen. She's actually she's putting her hands up on the screen and turning it. That's what just happened there, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, I would, I would so, like that. I'm afraid that you know your cat. Might, <laughs> don't bite me though. Uh, so, he's adorable. He's an asshole though. <laughs> I know, aren't they all? I don't have cats. <laughs> oh, I, I anyway, don't have all to... of my expensive stuff. I don't want it knocked over. I, I, I've got swords in the house. I could just sit like on my walls and stuff. I can just, oh, just sit on the couch and the cat going, tank, and the sword go right through me. Uh, right? <laughs> oh, man. So, so Derek, I, I know that, you like I said, we were talking about your streaming and how you're doing it. You're doing YouTube more professionally because uh things in your life has changed to where you have the opportunity to attempt this and of course yeah. uh wild and myself wish you the best of luck because we do want to see we do want to see content creators succeed and do what they love to do because that just gives us more content to watch and talk bad about the people behind their back not that we would do that, <laughs> that Derek of course guy, not man. that Derek guy he does i don't know I, I'm, I'm i'm just jealous of his hair that's what it is <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, back to your streaming though, um, what, what was your schedule? I know you had a video that posted up about it. I'm mm -hmm. just going to do a brief run through of what your, uh, what your, I can't talk right now. What your stream schedule is going to be like, get down. Yeah. So my stream schedule is going to be, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, from noon to 4.45 PM, uh, every, uh, every weekday, basically from okay. now on. Yeah. Cause after the and whole history schedule. conference. Yeah, it's it's got to be pretty aggressive if I'm gonna make it through these RPGs in a, in any sort of like decent timeline. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, in addition to that, during Friday nights, I'm going to be uh, starting up a new set of streams as well. Uh, it's uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke challenges. Are you guys familiar with what those are? No. That's that's the one <laughs> where if they the if they faint they die, right? Yeah, basically, Pokemon Nuzlocke is. Uh, it's basically Pokemon hard mode where what you do is uh, like the, when you first enter into a new route, you the first uh, Pokemon you can encounter is the only Pokemon you are allowed to catch in that area, uh, period. And if at some point, if you don't, if that Pokemon faints or if it runs away, you don't get a Pokemon in that area. You can still fight other Pokemon, sure, but you cannot capture any of the other Pokemon. So it's... What's so, the Pokemon that are going to only use Splash? I'm trying. I'm, I'm Magikarp. 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 What if you caught a Magikarp oh, yeah. and that was it? So you don't. You better not fish, and you better just go put drop that off the daycare and pick it up so it becomes theirs. <laughs> Magikarp. Yeah. Well, Splash. What you would have to, You just have to get through all of its, uh, uh, all of its uh, PP for its moves until it has nothing at all. Then you can use Thrash. Yeah, that's right. And then, thrash. and then you take it back to like Route One and just start beating up uh, level two Pokemon uh, with. <laughs> Thrash, and hope that you can slowly build it up. So, that's, so what did, <laughs> oh, that's a that's a that's a clusterfuck. That's what. That what, is. what what inspired you to do that? Because I, I know that now that Wild's gonna have something to watch on Friday nights. Well, a long while ago, uh, like, kill your a, a few years ago, uh, are, are you guys familiar with who Pro Jared is? Yes. yes. Okay, he's one of the guys that inspired my channel. Uh, who inspired me to start my channel a long okay. while back. And he did a, uh, a series of Nuzlocke challenges, and they always were one of the most addicting things to watch. And I, uh, and they always looked like they were so much fun, and I wanted to um, bring that to my audience as well and, and try to uh, recreate some of that magic that I had that you know inspired my channel. And, uh, and also, Pokemon, just whenever I play it, it never seems to really grab me anymore. Uh, it's always a little too easy, a little too... Plane. you can't really can't really play it for the story because the story is the same and it's always been the same yeah. uh, i haven't played sun and moon so if that's different in sun and moon uh you know so. i've been playing sun so. <laughs> is it pretty much the same more or less <laughs> you know gather pokemon okay. would you say you want to be the very best that no one ever the was? best there ever was yeah <laughs> like no one ever was so the cool oh. thing about that Nuzlocke challenge, though, is the fact that so that's that's one of the rules. But the other rule is if it faints, it dies. Uh, also, you have to name your Pokemon, and uh, and what it's supposed to do is help you actually build an attachment 
to the Pokemon that you catch, mm. force you to use Pokemon that you wouldn't normally catch, and uh, and actually kind of build up a personal attachment, and uh, and then rip your heart out when you have to let them go if they die. You have to put them into uh, a PC uh, and then like release them. You're like your real life graveyard. Yeah, like you've got to like bury your your dead Pokemon. It's terrible. See, I, I hope if you catch one of like you know an uh, execute or a Doduo or something like that, if uh-huh. you get a Doduo, you, you, I hope you name it Wild and True. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the thing about the Doduos though is that they're very difficult to catch because uh, I think that they're in the Safari Land, right? Yeah, they're in the they're, Safari. They're now. Yeah, and and then uh, and they run. If you, uh, yeah, they're really quick to run away. They're like Abras. Yeah. Yeah, those things. I was so happy when I first caught my first Abra in that game. I think I, I, I was what? I was like 16 when I was playing yep. when the first one came out. I was like, oh my god! I think I got out of, I got out of my house and ran like a lap around the house. I was so happy. Because <laughs> it. After, was, after, he, after he completed that lap, he started doing this. No, no, I was younger and more fit back then, so. <laughs> If I were to do we? that, I'd probably do that like after three <laughs> steps. So, victory <laughs> lap around the couch. Uh, uh, well, I I'm just, I'm just gonna pretend. Oh, my arms are tired. I'm hoping you catch a Doduo now because that'll be awesome. I'm gonna cry when it if you wind up screwing <laughs> up and it just dies. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, no, I'll, I'll catch it. Us. I'll name it after you guys, and then it'll die, and I'll just let it go. <laughs> be no attachment. He'd just be like, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm the serious you don't do this. <laughs> Finally got rid of that asshole. Just mic drop. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Just stare into the camera with a with a dead eye stare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> no, we're doing enough uh, self-abuse here. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nuzlocke Challenge, you're starting that this Friday? Um, or... I'm not sure. I think maybe I I might start this Friday. I'm basically, the schedule that I announced the other day isn't supposed to start until, uh, not this week, but next week, because I'm doing E3 coverage uh, yeah. from Tuesday, and that's going to throw off my whole schedule. But yeah, like uh, said, we filmed these in advance. This is actually going to come out next Saturday, so it will be... This way. Oh, it's yeah. so confusing when we do that. Okay, so then in that case, yes. <laughs> in that case. So the week of the 18th is what we'll call it. The week of the 18th is when you will start your stream schedule. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me check a calendar. I think you're right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, I, I will definitely tune in when I can because it actually gives me something to do while I'm at work. I shouldn't really say that it gives me something to do at work, but when I'm. <laughs> I like watching you when I'm bored, you know. <laughs> you know, when I got nothing better to do. You, now, well, now your co-workers don't know that you have this podcast, do they? No, they don't. <laughs> Wait, only one does, I think. So uh, if you're watching this, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your one co-worker does, but he only knows about it because he listens to it when he's at work. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, like I said, it's better to admit that you're watching it at work than, you know, if you're on the toilet or something, right? Yeah, that's always awkward. I, I get comments like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I subscribed to you when I was uh, taking a deuce. And, like, uh, I hope everything came out okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to be horrified right now. You know? I, I didn't not say that, though. <laughs> Make sure you wash your phone first. Don't drop it in. <laughs> right. Oh Subscribe boy. Subscribe before you do that. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah, look forward to watching his streams, guys. He's pretty entertaining. He's pretty well engaged with the audience as well. Um, Thank you. But you got to think he does have like, what? I think when I joined your Earthbound stream, you had like close to sixty people at once. Oh my! Oh that the twenty-four hour stream where I streamed yeah. Earthbound from start to finish. I've heard I've heard numbers all over the place. Like, I think somebody said at one point I was like at 120, which is God, ridiculous. Because I, I, I didn't know that 
they got that big up, I would have got nervous or something. <laughs> well, let me give you a golf clap for doing like a stream for that long because I'd have been like, <laughs> I just, I just would have been like, <sighs> at one point. No, it was funny because I, I watched him after I got done with uh, the uh, Facebook live stream that we do. I, I jumped in, uh, and then I left. I think right after you got giant step, then uh, I got called into work and I tuned in again. I didn't say anything. And I was there for a while, and then I left, and I came back, and I think you were uh, in uh, the underworld when I came back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's a long <sighs> time to stream, dude. How? Yeah, it came out to about 20 hours uh, yeah. in the end. Uh, there was a mega power nap at the end of that. You know, I honestly, I didn't. I, sh I, I, was, I tried to. Really? Uh, I, took, I napped for about a half an hour, and then I woke up, and I was just like, in a daze until about until about uh, ten. I think it's because uh, I'm out here. It doesn't stay. It doesn't get dark uh, very early. It it's it's especially around right now. It doesn't yeah. really get dark in the evenings until about like nine thirty, um, which is pretty crazy. So I have a hard time sleeping when it's daylight out, even in like the best conditions. Unless you put me in like a basement, and then in case I could sleep for like three days straight. I, I can relate to that because I have like stuff all over my windows in my bedroom, so it's dark. You know. I, yeah. I did. Graveyards. Yeah, we're we're all we're all west coasters here, so. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. Okay. I did graveyards, and at one point I just and I'm the same way. I can't sleep when it's daylight, unless it's mm -hmm. completely dark. And then. See, I, however, because of how often I go and get called in for this, or my phone goes off, I can sleep whenever I want. Like I'm, I could fall asleep right now. <laughs> do it. Do it. No nuts. Do it. Welcome to Nerd of the New Sexy. Entertainment. What was I saying? No, Where Grandma, I? don't. You know. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it, it actually, I didn't fall asleep uh, right away, but it, eventually, um, later on that night, I did sleep a very restful sleep and, uh, and, Man, that was that remains one of my favorite moments of, uh, or not moments, but several moments, several hours. Some of my favorite several hours of uh, being on YouTube was was that stream and just the uh, outpour of of support and people who were just interested in uh, seeing Earthbound be beaten in one sitting. So, uh, and has got uh, it allowed me to go revisit some of my earliest RPG memories, and uh, it was a really powerful experience. Still. Um, and maybe the, the sleep deprivation had something to do with it. I like to think it was just the magic of the game. So again, <laughs> I, I can relate because I did the same thing with Secret of Mana with a remake. And I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm 12 years old again. And then, like, it gets to the point, it gets to a point where they added something that and I'm like, fuck this game. And I go, you know, I come back. It went exactly like this. Fuck this game. Sure, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you and then in the Secret of Mana remake? Can you still uh, stun lock enemies with like magic attacks? Oh, all the all the, the attacks and stuff, or everything's the same. They they kept the the basic uh, yeah, the basic layout of the game the same. They changed. They gave they gave the the main character more narrative mostly. Uh, they get and they they made it to where like you know when you'd sleep you you regain all your your health and whatnot and you could dive the opportunity to save. Well now there's cutscenes between that, which is kind of cool, but it's. Almost like it gets annoying. They put too much into it. It's mm, at one okay. point like just shut up already. Let's play the game. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it get it got pretty bad. But I mean, the game itself is 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 okay. But it's very very loyal to the uh, original. Yeah, but my biggest complaint is I kept getting a blue screen error for my PlayStation Four. And apparently, that's a Ooh. big thing. Everyone kept crashing and all that. And that's it got oh. it got so bad that they patched it that every time that you enter into a door. It's auto saved in the background. Yeah. So that's going to be like when I, because I'm working on the review for it. So when that yeah. comes out, that's going to be like, you know, I'm going to be like, this is why I got no hair. That's why I got no hair. <laughs> I tore it out. You know, it's going to be something like that. It's, it's just, it's just going to be like a, maybe a five minute rant of like, how can you make a good game for the SNES, but fuck it up so badly you know, as far as as far as not being able to run for a long period of time on the PlayStation, on the, like the PS4, you know, it's not. Yeah. I know it's not pulling that much out of it because it's not. Their voice, their mouths don't even move when they talk. <laughs> it it does look like it was originally made for a for an 
iPhone, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, but. So I can tell you my tale real quick about how I got my copy of Earthbound. It's nothing epic. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, the the cartridge runs like what? By itself. A couple hundred now still? Like 200 bucks now, I think. Yeah. Or so. So, So at the flea market, a very, very Mexican flea market, mind you, you know, where they have. You play taco truck roulette when you go to these things because you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. And <laughs> that's the thrill of it, you know. And I, I've bought stuff. I, 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 I've been victorious. And I've bought stuff there. I, I, I paid out like a bad slot machine or something. Um, <laughs> not to get too graphic. <laughs> uh, anyways, so sure enough, this guy had a bunch of Super Nintendo games and Sega Genesis games. And they're, they're not, sure enough, I see Earthbound just sitting there, and it's just the cartridge itself. And I had already rented it from Video Zone. What yeah. you know, guys, that's a thing. Video rental stores and video game rentals and all that. that Back in my day. Before Gamefly. <laughs> oh, yeah, before <laughs> Gamefly and all this other stuff. And the guy was selling it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I think I'll take 20 bucks for it. And I was like, well, you know, you don't have the box or anything. Can I just give you, like, 10? <laughs> I guess I'll take 10. When and was you know, this? This was back like early or like ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay. Super okay. flea market. Yeah, <laughs> best game I ever picked. And I didn't know what I didn't know back. You know how much it was yeah. going for because it hadn't boomed so high. Well, and yeah. sure enough, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I got that for like ten bucks. <laughs> At least uh, it didn't I turn asked... out like Ben Drown. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Well, it could have been. It could have been like the Hispanic version of Ben Drown. You know, you'd be. <laughs> You'd be sleeping. Instead of Nessie's name, Jose. <laughs> You'd just be sleeping. Mijo! Wake up, Mijo! Yeah, I'm telling you. At least it didn't turn out bad. <laughs> so, Derek, you said you got your copy right out of a... You traded in a game, right? Yeah, I traded in uh, Link to the Past in 20 bucks at a at a little uh, shop when I was in uh, when I was in Manhattan, Kansas. At least yeah. you had another link to the past cartridge. No. Oh, uh, on the bright side, on the bright side, mm-hmm. I did eventually go back and uh, the first ever copy I played, the first copy of Zelda Link to the Past I ever played, I played at my uh, dad's best friend's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. About two or three years ago, I reached out to my dad's best friend and I was like, "Hey, do you still have any of those old games?" And he's like, "I sure do." He's like, "Can I?" Can, I was like, "Can I buy them from you?" And he's like, "Sure." So I ended up actually getting a. Com- Lead in box copy of Link to the Past, oh, the first one that I ever played. So, oh wow, so that's so like it's like a really nostalgia uh, right there. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really important game because that's actually the game that I uh, played that turned me on to uh, onto RPGs in the first place. I mean, I traded in my copy of uh, Link to the Past for Earthbound because I was looking for more games like Link to the Past. No, I didn't exactly like Earthbound at first when I first played yeah, it. Yeah, I, I but, remember uh, you talking to uh, the guy that runs a console gamer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember hearing, watching that interview and how you didn't like it at first. Yeah, I was not happy at first. <laughs> I was like I threw it under under the TV in the storage uh, de- compartment, and I was like, "Ah, screw this." You just forgot about it. That's kind of, <laughs> Pretty I, much. I can, I can kind of again. I can relate to that because I only played maybe twenty minutes of the game, and I was like, "Nah, it's not Final Fantasy," you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it wasn't that it wasn't Final Fantasy. I had just never played any RPG, any turn-based game up to that point, and I, I just didn't understand it. So, yeah. uh, for me, it was yeah. just, uh, and then now look at and now look at you, you're super Derek RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it took, it took a little while, but I got it, and then I got it bad. <laughs> and then it took, and that game in particular took twenty hours of your life away. Yep, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. I mean, you had fun playing it, so you know, it, oh, it, it man. is a it good such game. a good game. As an adult, so, you know, watching again, I said I'm beating it. I'm gonna play it. I got my, I got it on my SNES Classic. Eventually, I'm gonna go back and just be like, oh, this is better than I thought it was. You know, because I, I know we're getting close to that point where we probably should start wrapping up. So the one question I want to ask you, Derek, and you can feel free not to answer. What's the next uh, beginning to end game you're gonna do in one sitting? <sighs> or have um, you figured that out yet? Yeah, I I have figured it out. I just haven't figured out the other specifics about when it's going to happen. Because uh, I was thinking it it needs to be during a time that people can tune in. Uh, yeah. 
like maybe um God, I was thinking like maybe Fourth of July or something. <laughs> I, I was actually just but thinking like, I had this conversation too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not really sure when I want to do this, but I think that I tentatively the game that I want to go back and play through again is uh Terranigma. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's it is such a good game. Oh my god. I finally got a copy that's working properly, and I started playing it. Like this is like literally like maybe three or four days ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I've oh. always wanted to play it. I've always wanted to play it, and my a couple of my buddies, uh, one of the ones I made a, a special thanks to when I did the press start to continue first video, uh, Agent Orange. He was like, "You need to play Terra Enigma. You need to play." Terra. I'm like, "I want to. I just can't find a copy that works." And, he, and so sure <laughs> enough, four days ago oh, I started. Man. I'm like, "Oh man, yeah, this is gonna be good." It's. <laughs> so, it is better than Secret of Mana. It is, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably better than Second Dead Setsu 3, but there's probably some people out there who will fight me on that. Oh, there'll be people but, with, like, uh, they'll, they'll pull their swords out. They'll be like, what'd you say, you know? Yeah, I know. But, and, uh, and there's going to be people that will say Illusion of Gaia is better than that, even though, you know, it's the next one in that series or whatever. Nope, 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 nope. Everyone's got their opinion, yeah. so. I'll, I'll let you finish. But Terranigma is the best action RPG on the Super Nintendo of all time. <laughs> Fight me. Fight me, IRL. I'm the knock on his door. He's like... Fight me, gang. But, okay, so sweet. Terranigma. I was, uh, I've was i been kind of debating that. Because, honestly, I will say this. Watching your Earthbound stream inspired me to want to do um, something similar to that. Where I yeah. would do it on YouTube, and I think that I, I hear a dog barking in the background. I hope it's not coming through. <laughs> it is, but that's okay. <laughs> you acknowledged um, it. Now we all know what it is. Yeah. The one I want to do is I'm kind of on the fence of doing, like, Super Mario RPG. Mm. Or yeah, maybe that's Chrono Trigger, but I'm, I'm kind of unsure. You know, if that's something you want to do, go for it, man. It's, yeah. It is so much fun. And... You know, the best part about playing games all in, all in one sitting is you never have to, like, come back to it and be like, what was I just doing? <laughs> Where was I again? I don't recognize this town. We're spoiled this day and age because, you know, back then, we if you stop playing for a week, you're like, what, what do I got to do now? I forgot. Now it's like you hit a button. It's like, oh, go to so-and-so town. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, just follow this blue path. Back then, it was a guessing game. You were lucky to be able to beat the game if you stopped for a week. You know? I know. So, so you would recommend something along the lines of like Pedialyte and plenty of hydration and all that. Oh right? yeah. Basically, I started with uh, with water and then Pedialyte, and then when I started, uh, oh, here's the other thing that I found really helped is to start your stream in the evening, uh, when things start getting dark. That way, when you uh, that way when you start getting really tired. It's going to start getting light outside, and you'll catch your second wind because you're not going to fall asleep in daylight. Well, at least I'm not. What, what, are, my, you, what are my best stories? If you don't stand up, it's still all one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of my best stories, uh, just to go real quick, is uh, working Black Friday at the uh, Navy Exchange, which is like the Walmart of the Navy, and uh -huh. going back into GameStop because I, I started at 2 in the morning. And I had to close at GameStop. My shift got extended at the Navy Exchange. So at about 11 p.m. at GameStop, when we're getting ready to close, I kind of perched myself up against one of the pillars, and I did this. I think I fell asleep for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say I'd believe that, because I do. I, I believe that. I could I could see you sleeping on your feet. Sure enough, my coworker came by and was like, uh, uh, true, or you okay? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Derek, um... What are your social medias? What is your YouTube? So we can uh, be sure everyone hears it. Sure. I can be followed at uh, on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash superderek. I am on Twitch at, at uh, twitch.tv slash superderekrpgs. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter uh, at superderekrpgs, and uh, in any other place that your RPG content is uh, sold. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put the links we'll down list here. We'll list it all down here. It'll be down here, awesome. and I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I love putting people on the spot. So uh, before we go, Derek, been a pleasure. What do you have? Anything you wish to say, or anything that you uh, want to get off your chest? <sighs> I'm so excited to start my new schedule. It's just, it's just, oh my. So not just my new streaming schedule, but my new content schedule. I'm just so hyped for this. Uh, three new videos every week, and 
Uh, it's not something I've ever done before, and I'm I'm feeling it though. I think this is going to work out really well for me, and I just I got to get it out there. So, can we look forward to having you back uh, in the future on on here? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Sweet Parkside Animal Rescue. We're still doing that charity drive. Every dollar donated. Gonna equal a paintball shot at me, and one of our fans wound up pitching it to a radio station, and I'm kind of worried now. <laughs> I've already put ten dollars in. I want to see if it hurts, so it's cool. <laughs> and then, um, I guess, other than that, I think unless wow, you got something to say? I think we do our sign off, right? Yeah, more or less. Uh, you know, as always, guys, thanks for watching. We uh, we love you, and remember to stay nerdy always. <laughs>